RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Hong Kong U researchers say they've successfully isolated the Omicron variant from COVID-19 specimens. A government advisor on values education says young people have been slacking and shares of Macau junket operator Sun City are suspended again. Researchers at the University of Hong Kong say they've successfully isolated the Omicron variant from COVID-19 specimens. They say it's a crucial step towards the development and production of vaccines against the variant, which has spread rapidly around the world. Aaron Tam reports. This is the first time in Asia in which a research team has successfully been able to isolate the variant, the university said. It added the team is testing its transmissibility and immune evasion capability, as well as exploring opportunities for the urgent development and production of inactivated whole virus vaccines. The HKU team succeeded in isolating the variant late Monday, four days after the first two Omicron cases were confirmed in the SAR, and five days after the variant was first reported to the World Health Organization from South Africa. The government says travel restrictions will be tightened for arrivals from Japan, Portugal and Sweden due to the Omicron variant. Over a dozen countries have now been added to the Group A high-risk category, meaning non-residents and non-vaccinated Hong Kongers are barred from entering. Fully vaccinated residents must do 21 days in quarantine. Robert Kemp reports. From Friday, non-Hong Kong residents who've spent time in these three countries in the previous three weeks will be banned from entering the SAR. As for fully vaccinated Hong Kong residents, they will have to be quarantined for 21 days at a designated hotel and undergo regular testing. Officials said the move was made after Japan, Portugal and Sweden reported imported COVID-19 cases involving the Omicron variant. The government had earlier tightened travel restrictions on arrivals from 12 countries in Africa, requiring Hong Kong residents returning from those places to spend the first week of their 21-day quarantine at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says the government should consider using the Octopus Card as an alternative for those who have trouble using the Leave Home Safe app. From next Thursday, the use of the app becomes mandatory at all restaurants, cinemas and gyms, and writing down contact details on paper will no longer be accepted. Mr Chu says the visually impaired and low-income groups, for example, may have difficulty with the requirement as they may not have a smartphone. We suggest that... uh maybe the government should consider some alternative device that can easily be carried by citizens. Say, for example, uh, octopus card that had previously been mentioned, uh, or some sort of a smartwatch, or even a bracelet that could be installed with the device. But I understand that uh, technologically speaking, there may be practical difficulties in doing so. A government advisor on values education says there's a global problem of young people lacking goals in life and that's why diligence has been added to one of the core values to be taught in Hong Kong schools. He was speaking on an RTHK programme a day after the Education Bureau unveiled its values and education curriculum framework aimed at instilling positive positive values and attitudes in school students using Chinese culture as the backbone. Maggie Ho reports. 
Alan Chow, a member of the Curriculum Development Council's Standing Committee on Values Education, said members had noticed more young people in general were slacking and living what he called a low-desire life, making it necessary to emphasize hard work in the new guidelines in the framework. It's not Hong Kong's unique problem. All around the world, young people in general tend to indulge in leisure and despise hard work. They get by and have no goals. They think they will never be able to buy a flat, so they spend their time on pleasure. The new guidelines make reference to an earlier moral and civic education curriculum framework, but remove some wordings, including respect, human rights and critical thinking. Mr Chow said if some terms are written in a rather sensitive way, frontline teachers may feel worried when they have to teach them. For the Declaration of Human Rights or all the human rights standards around the world outside Hong Kong, even though the document doesn't specifically state these terms, it doesn't mean we don't respect human rights. He said he believes teachers are professional enough to make their own judgment on such matters. Shares of Macau junket operator Sun City have been suspended again as the fallout from the arrest of its CEO Alvin Chow continues. Mr Chow was detained in Macau on Sunday following a crackdown by mainland authorities on cross-border gambling. It's the second trading suspension in three days for the stock and Macau media has been reporting that Sun City Group will now close all of its VIP gaming rooms in Macau casinos. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat program, the managing partner of iGamex and Management and Consulting, Ben Lee, said Beijing had been issuing edicts against mainland gambling being rooted offshore. Our suspicion is that it's different tiers of uh, treatment that they will apply to different countries. And it is our contention that Macau is part of the blacklist, uh, although probably the most lenient one, in that uh, you know they are now currently monitoring uh, and physically, individually approving visitors to Macau. And this latest development uh, confirms our suspicion that uh, Macau is not exempt. Some analysts estimate Mr Chow's junkets account for about a quarter of Macau's gaming revenue. Yesterday, Sun City's shares closed down nearly 50%. Hong Kong has been ranked the fifth most expensive city in the world, down from its top position the previous year. According to data by the Economist Intelligence Unit, the SAR was knocked off the top spot by Tel Aviv, which was ranked fifth in the index last year, followed by Paris, Singapore and Zurich. The index said the inflation rate of prices tracked in the index is the highest recorded over the past five years at 3.5%. Police have arrested 17 women and three men aged between 20 and 66 on suspicion of money laundering linked to a $15 million online dating scam. The operation also involved Interpol and the Malaysian police who arrested seven others. The police alleged the the suspects used online platforms to date the victims, later asking them to invest. The force says the victims claimed they were deceived into providing their bank accounts. The former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has called on the Supreme Court to overturn the landmark 1973 legislation that enshrined abortion as a constitutional right. He said the case of Roe versus Wade could soon be consigned to the ash heap of history. Mr. Pence was speaking in Washington on the eve of a crucial hearing on a Mississippi law banning abortion after 15 weeks. We are asking the court in no uncertain terms to make history. 
We are asking the Supreme Court of the United States to overturn Roe v. Wade and restore the sanctity of life to the center of American law. A ruling is not expected until next July, but if the conservative-leaning Supreme Court finds in Mississippi's favor, it would undermine women's constitutional right to an abortion across the United States. The American author Alice Siebold has apologized for her part in the conviction of a man exonerated last week of raping her in 1981. The events formed the basis of Miss Siebold's 1999 memoir Lucky, in which she described being raped and later telling police she'd seen a black man in the street whom she believed was her attacker. Anthony Broadwater was arrested and convicted on flawed evidence. The BBC's David Willis reports. Anthony Broadwater was released from prison in 1998, but as a convicted sex offender, was ostracized by his community and struggled to find work. In contrast, Alice Siebold's account of her assault in the memoir Lucky launched her career as an award-winning author. In her statement, Miss Siebold described Anthony Broadwater as another young black man who was brutalized by the country's flawed legal system. CNN has suspended one of its news anchors, Chris Cuomo, indefinitely because of help he has given his brother, Andrew Cuomo, in fighting allegations of sexual misconduct. The claims forced Andrew Cuomo to step down as New York governor in August and have led to criminal charges. Chris Cuomo had earlier admitted breaching certain CNN rules in giving public relations advice to his brother. On the second day of the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell for sex trafficking, her first alleged victim has told a New York court she was assaulted by the convicted sex abuser Jeffrey Epstein at the age of 14, while the defendant was in the room. The BBC's Nada Torfik reports from the courthouse in Manhattan. The woman referred to as Jane said she met Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell when she was 14 years old. She described how the two befriended her and said Ghislaine Maxwell had been like an older sister. But soon Ms. Maxwell allegedly started talking about sex, appearing topless in front of her and buying her underwear. The witness then laid out in graphic detail the alleged sexual abuse that took place. She said the first time it involved just Epstein, and she was frozen, terrified, disgusted, and ashamed. She told the court that over the next few years, the abuse took place almost every week or two weeks. Ms. Maxwell has pleaded not guilty. The Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis has said that any citizens over 60 years old who don't get vaccinated against coronavirus will face monthly fines of 113 US dollars. The Prime Minister insisted he was not trying to punish people. It's not a punishment. I would say it's a health fee, an incentive for precaution, a life boost. And I think it's also an act of justice for the people who are vaccinated. It's not acceptable for some people to be deprived of the health services they need because others stubbornly refuse to do the obvious. U.S. officials have urged the Taliban to protect the rights of all Afghans. The U.S. State Department said that during two days of talks in Qatar, the two sides had discussed the growing humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan and the American delegation had promised to continue to support the U.N.'s efforts to address the situation. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,862. That's 380 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $79 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.39 yen. 
113.39 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 37 cents. To sports and England's women's football team have rewritten the record books with a lopsided win in World Cup qualifying. Their 20-0 victory over Latvia produced a new record goal, store, goal scorer. Stanway right side of the penalty area to White and there is the record! History is made! Ellen White makes it an all-time legend out on the field for England women's football. The new national record holder, 47 international goals. Ellen White surpassed Kelly Smith to become England's all-time top scorer in women's football, while the team recorded their biggest ever competitive win. White finished the game with a hat-trick. She now has 48 goals in 101 games for England. I've said that I don't want to talk about it for a long time, but everyone keeps mentioning it, so um, I feel really lucky. I, feel re- I felt really emotional about it. I still feel quite emotional about it because, you know, it's, it's, it's a massive achievement. Yeah, I feel really proud to obviously have equaled and then to surpass Kelly. England topped their World Cup qualifying group with six wins out of six. Germany kept their perfect record by beating Portugal 3-1. Sweden are also perfect after a 3-0 win over Slovakia. Now to the Men's Premier League, where Newcastle are still looking for their first win of the season. They drew one all with another relegation-threatened side, Norwich City. More from the BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball. Life is never dull as the Newcastle manager, as Eddie Howe is already finding out. The latest instalments are his centre-back, Kieran Clark, getting himself sent off after 10 minutes for a silly tug on Tamu Puki as he ran through on goal. Newcastle cope well, though, always offering the attacking threat and roared on by raucous home support, managed to take the lead through Callum Wilson's penalty after VAR spotted a Billy Gilmore handball. They'd contained Norwich quite comfortably, too, until Martin Dubravka didn't properly deal with a cross. The ball was quickly floated back into the box and Tamu Puki walloped a stunning left-footed volley into the top corner. Dubravka redeemed himself with an excellent late save to deny Pierre-Lise Melou, but Newcastle are still without a win after 14 games and no team has ever survived relegation from the Premier League having started like that. The result keeps Newcastle bottom of the table on seven points. Norwich are third from bottom on ten points. This was the reaction of the Norwich boss Dean Smith after his team came away with the point from St James's Park. Frustrated, we're disappointed with uh, our performance, probably... Uh, I'd probably have preferred uh, Timu to go straight through and, and score his goal and, and them not go down to 10 men. I thought uh, it changed the game and we had to change our game plan a little bit and they were always going to try and kill the game at every opportunity. And I thought we're given the opportunity to manage the game. Their players seem to manage the game today uh, You know when the ball was going dead. And now the weather. Fine, very dry in the afternoon. Moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. Strong offshore and on high ground at first. The temperature is 19 degrees and the humidity at 37%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong U researchers say they've successfully isolated the Omicron variant from COVID-19 specimens. A government advisor on values education says young people have been slacking. And shares of Macau junket operator Sun City are suspended again. The news from RTHK.
been so lost. Suddenly, I see you everywhere. You're always in my head, never been so lost. Talk to me, it's like you're never there. It's like you never get that I've been so lost, that I've been so Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani, sitting in for Noreen Mir today. And on the show just after 1.30 today, I catch up with one of my movers and shakers who is on the show almost two years ago, founder and CEO of No Global, Marion Hughes, who has just gained first place in She Loves Tech Hong Kong, the largest startup competition for women. So that's going to be me chatting with her. Before the news at two, we hear from the Zubin Foundation, one of the projects that Operation Santa will be raising money for this year. And after two, my guest in the studio will be Jenny Bovard, author of Undamaged, a book that follows the inspirational journey of her son, Ben Kent, who became quadriplegic following an accident while representing Hong Kong in rugby. I talked to her about their journey and experiences. After 2.30, Cruzanne McCalligan joins me for the weekly audio column. And this week, her subject is keys. <laughs> Every time you come around 